Welcome to Your Day Brighter, the podcast. Real stories, real conversations, and real reasons to have hope in this world. Hi, I'm your host, Tracy Tiernan. I am so excited about this week's podcast. I got the opportunity to speak with Mandisa. Now, she's a wonderful singer, songwriter, performer, and you know that part of her, but she is an amazing woman who is navigating her first pandemic, as we all are, right? And navigating it as a single woman, as a single woman of color in a time when uh, we are in crisis as a nation, as a globe. There's a lot of, of tension. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of questions that people have right now. And I just loved this conversation so much because Mandisa has a way of just making you feel completely safe and relaxed and able to just kind of talk about anything. She feels like a friend to my heart. She really does. And we talk about all kinds of things like what is it like as a single African-American woman going through her first pandemic? How does she keep herself uh, emotionally and mentally strong? and secure. Um, This woman just loves the word of God and loves Jesus so much. And his word pours out of her. And uh, we talk a lot about that, about how the word of God can really be what keeps you grounded and unshakable in the midst of whatever's going on outside of you. We also talked about the racial division in this country and the horrible headlines with the death of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. And this is on our minds. This is a shared responsibility of all of us to be caring about and working towards racial equality and justice. And Mandisa just has a a wonderful perspective, a helpful, insightful perspective. I think you're really going to be encouraged by what she has to say. Sometimes these conversations are hard to have cross-culturally, but man, I want to encourage you to have them. And I think after listening to this interview, this conversation, um, maybe it'll help. I really hope that it will. So cozy on up, grab yourself a mug of something that that you love, like coffee or tea, and um, hang out with us for a little bit. Or if you prefer, you know, feel free to listen to the podcast when you're buds and walk, power walk around and listen to it. Whatever you do, just, just listen. And if you wouldn't mind, would you share the podcast as well with someone? And uh, leave a review as well, because that just makes it easier for for people to find it. Okay? So here we go. Your day brighter. Here's Mandisa. So good to see your beautiful face. Likewise. Oh my gosh. You know, I feel so comfortable with you. I'm sitting here. I just finished yoga, took a quick shower, and my hair is wet for our Zoom call. I appreciate that you even took a shower because I would have been like, I'm just going to come sweaty. Ain't nobody going to be able to smell me. (laughs) Girl, I not only took a shower, didn't blow the hair dry, but like even squirted perfume. I'm like, I got to smell good for Mandisa. And you do not. You come as you are. Do you have makeup on, Tracy? I'm really impressed. Are you really? Well, a little, a little bit of, if the house needs painting, you paint it, is what I'm uh, saying. The <laughs> house doesn't need painting, girl. <laughs> but you oh, look lovely. 
Thank you, and so do you. I guess before we officially just kind of jump in, um, I wanted to ask you, I, you know, it's so easy to talk to you about so many things. Uh, Likewise, we, I feel the same. You know, kindred spirit, and I just love you. Um, and, you know, admittedly, it's a really hard time in our country. It's hard things to navigate as Jesus people. Yeah. You know, we've got to speak up. We've got Absolutely. to stand up. We've got to unite. Um, yeah. So anyway, let me, um, let's, let's start. And can I just, yeah. can I pray to open up our conversation? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Lord, thank you. Thank you for another day of life, for breath in these bodies, yeah. for freedom, for grace, for sisterhood. Um, thank you for this um, beautiful anointed soul, um, Mandisa. And I pray God, you're your blessing and grace over her life and over our conversation. Um, and God, may it be just a sweet, fragrant offering to you and to all those who listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So, so where to begin? Um, now, I don't know when we'll probably doing, be, be airing this interview in, in multiple platforms in multiple mm -hmm. ways, but the day that you and I are speaking right now, is May the 29th, uh, mm -hmm. 2020. What a year 2020 has been. Amen. <laughs> so let me start there, Mandisa. How have you been bearing up under pandemic, quarantine, lockdown, um, a single woman navigating the world with a platform and it's hard. Tell me what, how you've been doing and what, what's been getting you through. Yeah, it, it is hard, but I've got so many married friends and it's hard for them too. So <laughs> I recognize, I mean, the grass is not greener uh, on the other side. It's green where you water it. And so I'm just trying to water my grass. I'm trying to make sure that I'm connecting first and foremost with the presence of God. Um, that has probably been the biggest blessing for me coming out of this season. Like, I believe that all of us will have spoils of war that we're able to walk away with um, coming out of this pandemic. I don't think that there is a going back to normal. I don't think we'll ever go back to what life was before, but I do feel like we'll be able to carry some things out of this season that will make us richer in the next. And for me, one of the biggest blessings out of the season was the intimacy that I feel with my heavenly father, with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit. I I've really been trying to lean into Jesus as my husband. Um, I've been leaning into that scripture in Isaiah, Isaiah 54 that says, your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. And I'm like, well, call me this Lord Almighty, y'all, because I don't have an <laughs> earthly husband. And so I can really cling to Jesus as my husband. And I've come to realize for my married friends, it's important for them to do the same. Like I... I realize that it takes on a different message for me as a single woman, but I think all of us, men included, need to be able to come to a place of intimacy with God. And so that has been probably the biggest blessing for me coming out. Another is my little puppy who, um, is she there? Yeah, she's a, she's a COVID puppy. I'm so thankful she's finally napping um, cause she was lit earlier today. And so, <laughs> but she's been one of the biggest blessings coming out of the season for me as well. And that's Maya, right? Is it Maya? Uh, Kaya. Oh, Kaya, Kaya. Yeah. And you have a niece or? She is. Yeah. She's 16 weeks now. She's a have a niece puppy. 
<laughs> How fun. What a gift animals are to us. Um, yeah. I love what Father Richard War says. He says, anything mm. where love, anything that helps love to flow through us wow. is like a gift from God. Oh. Isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful. I never, I would hear my friends who had animals say that. And honestly, I didn't get it until I got her. And I so get it. The lessons that I have learned about God through her, it's been really amazing. And I think I would have heard somebody say that before. I'm like, you're so deep. But it's true. I understand unconditional love. I understand because I'm not a parent either. I understand discipline because you love that person, um, not because you're angry. Like I understand that now. And I understand the heart of my father who at times just wants me to curl up in his lap and just to be present with him, not because I want something, but to just want to be with him. Like I understand that on a deeper level now through having her than I did before. I understand. I, and I really get that. I, they are amazing yeah. teachers. So, oh my yeah. gosh, everything you said, yes, yes, yes. I'm a <laughs> person. I rejoiced when I saw that you got a puppy. I was so happy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Can you talk to me a little bit about that, building that intimacy with Christ during this time? I, um, I have a very dear friend of mine that I've known for many, many years who just recently just redesigned her life. Um, like mm -hmm. last year, retired from teaching, moved to a little town in North Carolina, just wanted wow. to reinvent her life. Wow. I mean, she is going through it right now because she's in a mm -hmm. new place. She feels so isolated. And we wow. keep talking about this idea that I really believe God has called her to just come yes. away, beloved, come away, my beloved. But it's, so yes. we want like, do this, this, and this, and this, and you will have intimacy. Right. How, how are you finding your way to that special intimacy? And is there oh. anything that advise us? absolutely yeah. yeah go on a date with jesus <laughs> it's really what sparked this with me i was having a pity party um it was early on during the quarantine when i saw maybe like seven of my friends ministering with their husbands my pastor um, my pastors are husband and wife i have a handful of friends that are not just in some of what looks to me on the outside to be the most beautiful marriages, but they minister together. And I saw, it was like one day, I saw all of it all at once. And I was like, God, I want that. Like I want a husband I can do a worship night with. Um, and then I just felt like God said, you do have a husband you can do a worship night with. Um, and I, my attention went to that scripture in Isaiah 54. And so I just felt him saying, let's go on a date. I've not been on a date in a long time, Tracy. Like, I, <laughs> it, I'm not, I would like to meet my earthly husband, but you know what? I would just settle for somebody taking me to Cheesecake Factory <laughs> for right now. Like there's just, there's just something that I miss about going on a date. And so I felt oh. Jesus saying, let's go on a date. And so I moved um, to just uh, like 30 minutes away from where I lived before. And it's this beautiful apartment complex and there's a little pond about a mile away. And so we started by taking a brisk walk to the pond and I, I was listening to music on the way there. And it's not the typical music that I would be listening to as I'm exercising. I started playing, there's a song by Jesus Culture called Come Away 
with me. Um, and then I was like, come away with me. Isn't that a Nora Jones song? I don't listen to a lot of mainstream music, but that song popped into my head. And so I turned that on and it was as if I felt God singing that over me. Like it was beautiful. I sat by the pond, just enjoyed. There were some ducks floating in and I could see them, some turtles on the outskirts and just kind of watching the birds in the air and noticing the chirping. I just had a conversation with God in that moment and I felt him in such a tangible way. So I guess my advice is to go on a date, whatever that looks like for you. I think doing it in nature is personally really beautiful. You just see the presence of God when you look into the sky, like I'm looking and I see these big, beautiful puffy clouds right now. Like I see him in that and I hear him when the birds are singing and I'm thinking, what are they singing? Like, are they worshiping right now? And just let, like, imagine yourself throwing open the doors of the throne room and just running full speed ahead to Jesus who's sitting on his throne and jumping in his lap. And he can handle all of my weight. Like he wants me to just throw everything that I have on him. And I cried at one point, like I imagine myself leaning on his chest and imagine myself hearing his heartbeat. And I just started weeping. And then I just felt him wiping the tears from my eyes. It wasn't a physical, like I didn't feel a hand <laughs> by my eye. I just, as I closed my eyes, I just pictured it. And I'm telling you, I could cry right now thinking of it. The intimacy that I felt with him in that moment is something that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. You just gave us such a gift describing that the way that you did. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm finding myself weeping listening to it because it's so yeah. beautiful and it's so tangible. And and he's there. He offers that to us. Yes. Um, and there's, so there is a treasure uh, um, in this great pause in this time that we are kept away from one another. There's a treasure there if we're willing to look for it. It's hard, but yeah. it's there. And if, and if anyone um, is listening is wondering, what is the scripture she's talking about? I just I had to open my Bible to it because yeah. I know I love it too, Mandisa. So Isaiah 54, um, starting at verse five, for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy yes. One of Israel is your redeemer. redeemer. God of the earth. Yeah. It goes on and on and on. And it's like, he's, he's got you. I like how you said it. Just call you Mrs. Lord Almighty. I like That's that. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? I also, I want to say this to those who are widows. Um, If you back it up to verse four, um, it says, do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. And it just talks about um, those who are widows. You know, the Bible says to care for widows and orphans. And I see a lot of talk about orphans, like so many Um, Food for the Hungry and Compassion International and, oh gosh, I could go on and on, all of the list of organizations that cater to the needs of orphans. And I have felt a burden lately. I was like, well, what about the widows? Like, we're also supposed to take care of them. And I don't know what it feels like to have had an earthly husband who is now not with them, but I, my heart has really gone out to those who have, who are in that position. And I feel like there is a special place that God has for them and just the tenderness of his heart. And so I want to encourage any widows that are listening as well to really lean into your maker as your husband. That's beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Um, I have seen God do amazing things in the lives of some people I know that have been widowed. I have watched Mm -hmm. some of them up closely, some of them from afar, but my mom 
being one who was bestowed um, back in 2007. And make a long story short, because I know you'll love this story. Um, She reconnected with an old friend that she knew at Teen Center. They they used to like make out when they were 14 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Had seen each other for like 50 years. Ran into one another at a dance. He was also widowed. To, to wow. up to date story, they've now been married for three years. My mom, awesome. and isn't that unbelievable? I love that. How did they recognize each other fifty years later? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, you know what? I think that that they just both um, maybe you had that snapshot in your head mm. of someone that you you know remembered and had a friendship with, and it's just easier to recognize yeah. when you get older. I, yeah. I think we knew each other right away. And um, beautiful. I mean, he's such a gift to our family. And so, and no, none of us saw that coming. So God's full of surprises. And I think he, he knows how to bless us. He knows how to give yes. us, you know? Um, yeah. I know something else that's really special to you. You pour yourself into mentoring, encouraging other people. Tell, tell us a little bit about Word Warriors. You are passionate. Yeah about the word of God. And I love that. Absolutely. It's, it's our weapon. Like if you look in Ephesians six, the armor of God, all of the pieces listed are for defense, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the feet fitted with the gospel of peace and the shield of faith. Those protect you from warfare. The only weapon listed that is to defeat, to fight offense is the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God. And you look at what Jesus did in the wilderness when he's being tempted. That's what he did to Satan. He didn't debate him. He said it is written and he quoted the word of God. And so I'm convinced that that is how we should be fighting too. That anytime, because the enemy is always going to be speaking lies. And here's the thing. Satan knows the word of God too, and he will twist it just enough. He will bring a little bit of truth, and then he will twist it just enough to distort its meaning. That's what he did with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Like, did God really say, like, he gave a part of the truth, but then he twisted it just enough. So that's why we have to know it, and that's why we have to fight him with it. And so Word Warriors, we're memorizing a new scripture every month, um, and it's it's all, all the scriptures speak to our identity in Christ. Um, Cause I just realized it's something I wrestle with. I've put my identity and my worth and my value so much in my outward appearance or um, what I do for a living. And the fact is, if I gained 500 pounds, if I stopped singing, um, God would still love me and he would still call me his. He doesn't want me to do those things because he wants what's best for me. But the fact that my identity is in him and in him alone and what he says about me and not in all of the extra stuff, that's what I'm trying to lean into with these scriptures. And so I just asked anybody who wants to join me and I love it because people can join me throughout the year. We've got 12 scriptures we're doing in 2020. And so you can hop in at any time and all the scriptures say who you are in Christ. And so we've got like a calendar that lists the scriptures and we've got art that we send out and emails that we send out. And at the end of the month, we ask people to send us videos of them reciting the scriptures. Um, and we give little prizes. The ultimate prize is that you've hidden the word of God in your heart. But we also have some fun stuff that we're giving away as well. <laughs> That's <laughs> fantastic. And it's called Word, Word Warriors. And people can find that through your Twitter account or any yeah. of your social media. They can find it right there. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that. Can I ask you about what? So, knowing our identity in Christ, apart from any of the external stuff um, that we so often focus on, man, this this time of quarantine and pandemic, it just has had a way of stripping away, yeah. you know, maybe some of those things that we were clinging to. Yeah. Um, and and we've had very transparent conversations about because I, I have in my life loved to soothe myself with food when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm anxious, when I'm fearful. Well, let, pandemic is kind of all of those things, um, yeah. the possibility of it. And so we've had some conversations with our listeners about it. You look wonderful. You sound just rejuvenated and healthy. Has that been a battle for you to yeah. not go to soothing what makes you uncomfortable in an old yes. family? Because we always say, you know, food is a bad boyfriend, but he's always available, right? Exactly. I mean, so the word of God helping you with that, Mandisa? Absolutely. Yeah, my go-to for that is 1 Corinthians 10, 13, um, that says, no temptation exists except what is common to man. God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. But when we're tempted, he'll provide a way out so I can stand up under it. So the way that I, um, the way that I apply that practically in my life is when I get an email from DoorDash that says, hey, free delivery right now. Cheesecake factory is available. Okay. I recognize that I have, I can eat cheesecake um, and there's nothing wrong with cheesecake. What right. is wrong with it is when I turn to cheesecake before I turn to God. Um, <laughs> when I do that, I try to fill that void with food before him. So when I see that email, which happens often, no matter, I turn off my notifications. I don't know how many times, but the devil is real. Um, <laughs> so when I get that email, um, I said, okay, God, I am so tempted to order cheesecake or to get delivery dudes order me a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts that I can kill in one setting. But you say that nothing will come my way. No temptation exists that everybody hasn't faced. And you are faithful. You will provide a way out so I can stand up under this temptation. When I quote that out loud, I feel a strength rising to resist. And maybe I do order DoorDash, but maybe I order a salad from Cheesecake Factory, and maybe I do order the cheesecake, but yes. instead of killing it all in one fell swoop, maybe I eat bit and bit, and so that cheesecake lasts me for three days. Like, <laughs> I, I, It's not a hard, fast rule, but it is the word of God that helps me to resist, and it is communication with my Heavenly Father. It's communication with Jesus, who is the bread of life, and it says, taste and see that I am good. So when yes. I taste and see that he is good first, then I don't need to turn to anything else to fill that void because he fills it first. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. And, and we miss out if we compartmentalize him to only yeah. certain aspects of our life. He's in all of it. He's the center yeah. of it all, right? And he has something yeah. for us with every temptation, with every trial, with everything. Yeah. There's something that we can feast on with Jesus always. Always. And for me, it's food, but for somebody else, it could be marijuana or for somebody else, they may turn to pornography, whatever yeah. it is. If we turn first, if we bring this temptation, if we say, God, I want to watch porn right now. If you say that to him, I know it can feel like I can't say that to God. Yes, you can, because he <laughs> yes. knows that you feel it anyway. And That's so it. bringing it to him is going to give you the power to defeat it. And even if you fall and you give into that vice, the fact that you let him in more, the more and more you do that, the stronger you're going to be to resist that temptation the next time that it comes. 
Yes, that is beautifully said. Beautifully said. Mm -hmm. um, I know for some people trying to fight off um, negative feelings and just feelings of fear and anxiety, they have to uh, really watch their social media diet. Yeah. How are you navigating? You're such a positive presence. Like I, you just make me smile every day. Yeah. Anytime you, I get notifications from you and I, they pop up. And what a bright light in this world you are. Thank you. Tracy. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. I'm just I appreciate that. shining your light, shining your light. So you're one of the reasons why mm. I believe social media can be such a powerful way to influence and shape people's hearts. Um, yeah. How have you navigated during this really difficult time, the, the social media platforms that can be mm. very divisive? How mm. much news do you watch? Do you just like a straight, you know, hard and fast rule? How are you doing it? Well, I, um, I, first of all, I love, I, I appreciate what you said and I love it because I really do try to be a light, which can be, it shines the brightest in what can be a dark place. Social media is interesting for me because I love the connection that I can feel with the people who follow me. Um, and it also opens me up to the people who follow me. <laughs> Yes, right. <laughs> so I have to be careful in the comment section, to be honest, especially if I post something that is a little bit controversial um, or something that people don't typically like to talk about. I have to sometimes pray before I respond. I get to type in and I just, oh, let just let you know. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're right, exactly what you said. God wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives, including social media. And if so much negativity and darkness can be seen on social media, that makes those of us who shine our light on social media shine even brighter. So yeah. I try to, I do try to shine. I do try to also be honest. I want people to know it's not always good, not always happy. Sometimes I have hard days, but ultimately I want to point people to Jesus through it. And sometimes I have to turn it off. I started adopting a, a social media list Saturday where I would just not get on social media at all because I think especially at the beginning, I was so busy connecting with other people online that I wasn't connecting with the presence of God in person. And so I recognize I need to have balance in that area. And so if I'm starting my day, the first thing that I do is grab my phone to look at Instagram. I probably need to check that and maybe put some boundaries in place so that I spend time in the word and in communication with my father before I get on Instagram. That's good. Yeah. He's first and then we, we get yeah. the work and everything else. Can I transition and talk to you a little bit about race in America? Yeah. Um, you know, heart, heartbroken yet again. Yeah. Um, I, I hate the, the names that become familiar to you, to us and the headlines yeah. because of um, what's happening. Um, George Floyd, the most recent one, mm -hmm. um, Ahmaud Arbery. I mean, we could go on and on. Yeah. And I, I'd love to know from your perspective as an African-American woman, mm -hmm. um, and, and you are such a, an ambassador for Christ, how do you help? Um, and do you have any suggestions for us um, as followers of Jesus and Caucasian, um, yeah. non-Black non um, yeah. people who really care, who really want to stand united? What can, what can you help us with, Mandisa? Well, uh, first, I want you to know, Tracy, the fact that you would ask that, it's why I love you so much. Like, <laughs> not everybody wants to talk about things like this, but what you just did, that helps a lot. 
And so um, I guess my first piece of advice for um, people who are not people of color is to do what Tracy just did. Like ask the people in your life, how can I pray for you? What can I do? And you know what? I really believe that this is a stronghold that has been present in our country since our country was formed. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight, but I personally believe it is going to happen relationally. It's going to happen in living rooms and in coffee shops with people who look different from one another on the outside, but who believe the same on the inside. Yeah. It's going to happen through difficult conversations. And so ask the people in your life who don't look like you to sit down and let's just have an honest conversation and invite the Holy Spirit to be with you in the conversation. Because I'll be honest, it's probably not going to be easy. There are going to be some things that may be said that you don't understand, or maybe you even disagree with, but there is a way that we as followers of Jesus, and I'm not even applying this to people who don't call themselves by the name of Jesus. I'm talking to followers of Jesus. Yeah. There is a way that we can disagree with one another and still do it in love. It's what we see time and time again in the Bible. And the one thing that Jesus prayed for us in John 17, before he went to the cross, he prayed for his disciples. And then he prayed for those of us who would follow after his disciples. The yeah. one thing that he prayed for was not that we would quote scripture. It's not that we would come together in churches. He prayed that we would be one just as he and the father are one. Unity is so important to his heart. And so we have to take that seriously. And so I think the best way to be united is to gather in small groups, even one-on-one -on -one with people who don't look like you and maybe don't even share the same beliefs as you and have the difficult conversations. That's how I think this is a stronghold that's gonna be broken in our country. Yeah, Con little, little conversations. Actually, I love what you said um, at, at coffee shops, at yeah. dinner, forming relationships with people who are different and yeah. listening, really listening. Yes. Um, what, can you, I mean, what does it feel like to you when you hear a headline like that? What goes yeah. through your mind first? And what are the, the steps that you have to go through to get from that initial reaction mm -hmm. to having such a, um, a, a grounded, balanced response like you just Yeah, said? good question. Um, it's been happening my whole life. So it really is not new to me. And I wish that were not the case, but... Um, I think I had gotten to a place of numbness because it happened. Like, this is not a new thing. If you ask any person of color, we hear these stories literally every single day of our lives. The fact that it's, to me, and maybe, I don't know what is happening. I think it could have something to do with the season that we're in, but it feels to me like more people who look like you are speaking out about it than I have seen before. Um, on my social media feed, it's not just people who look like me that are talking about it. It's actually a lot of my friends, a lot of people in the Christian music industry and um, people, uh, speakers and preachers, like they're posting about it. And I, I'm curious, I want to ask you, why does it, does it seem to you like you all are speaking more about it? And why do you think that is? Like, why is that happening now? Wow, that's a great question. And I have absolutely noticed the same thing. And I will say this, I feel like maybe we've reached, finally reached a tipping point. Mm -hmm. um, maybe people are finally saying, okay, I believe you. Mm -hmm. um, it really, it, it hurts that when you see videos 
of horrible things happening that sometimes people people's first reaction is well yeah but i don't yep. want to hear i don't want to hear a yeah but yeah there's no yeah buts there's no yeah and i'm not hearing it now i i i didn't hear it with ahmad yeah and i was so grateful for that and i and did you <laughs> i did. heard it with ahmad yeah i there was actually oh it breaks my heart there was actually a facebook group that was formed um to pray for the men who killed him. And absolutely, I pray for them for sure. But the Facebook group was, they didn't do anything wrong. They were trying to protect their neighborhood. And you see my, my fist clenched right now. Like, it's so hurtful to me. But um, even with what happened, like recently, my friend Sydney posted this spoken word that was so moving. And I should just stay away from the comment section because right. inevitably hundreds of positive comments and we're with you and we're praying. And then it just takes one right. um, to speak. We don't know the whole story. Here's the whole story. This was a person made in the image of God. And this was somebody who is dearly loved by the father. And as followers of Jesus, we have got to have compassion on situations like this. We have to be able to see it from the perspective of the mother. You know, Ahmaud Arbery's mother celebrated Mother's Day a few days after he was killed um, without her son. And as followers of Jesus, we have got to have compassion on situations like that. And it really is going to take people who look like both me and you, not just speaking out about it, post about it. I think it's so good. I think that's part of what has brought more awareness is that more, the more people are saying something about it, the more people go, well, she says something, maybe I can too. Right. Um, when Beth Moore posted about it, I think that kind of said, well, if Beth is able to say something like that, Maybe it's okay for me too. I get it. It's a touchy subject that people don't want to talk about, but we have to talk about it. Like okay. evil wins when good people remain silent. Um, and so, yeah, post about it. But even more than that, have conversations with the people of color in your life. That is how this is finally going to be broken because there's something about hearing their perspective that helps you to have empathy and helps you to see more than just a broad um, spectrum of this is what is happening. Like, listen one-on-one -on -one to the stories of these people and what we face on a daily basis and vice versa. I want to hear from my white brothers and sisters why um, it's something difficult to talk about, what their perspective is. Like, we have to be able to be quick to listen, mm -hmm. slow to speak, right. and slow to become angry. And, uh, absolutely. And that is the word of God. In that is. And it's, it's right there. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for just being willing to talk about it. I, I want to talk about it. I'm, I'm very blessed that I live in an area yeah. that's very diverse. I go to a multicultural church. Awesome. I feel really blessed because not everyone has had the exposure that I've had. And I realize that some of it is really a learning curve based on who you have been connecting with yes. your whole life. And so it's not we, we've got to make people um, more comfortable with conversations that are difficult and realize that we're going to fumble through, that yeah. we're probably going to say the wrong thing and it's going to be okay. We are here uh, as followers of Jesus to be about the reconciliation of all things and the restoration right. of all things to God. Um, right. All of us together get to be a part of that. So I can't help yeah. but think that maybe this 
tipping point that maybe we're starting and you know i'm just using that term loosely but i'm noticing it too mm -hmm. it's like it's like collectively i'm hearing enough enough yeah. enough i believe you i see you i hear yes. you i want to say that to you you know mandisa mm -hmm. is my sister in christ i'm you know i'm sorry for the way that things are in this country i thank god that we are um, united and, and sisters yeah. and friends, and we get to be a part of how God is redeeming and healing this world. Yeah. And I'm committed to being a part of it. And um, thank yeah. you for the grace that allows me to even fumble through a conversation Aww. like this. It was so beautiful. And I, Tracy, would you mind? I feel like I kind of want to pray in this moment. Would you yeah. mind if I did that? I love it. Let's pray. Yeah. Uh, I, I could weep. I could weep right now, God, at um, what just transpired. It's what I have felt that you are wanting to have happen in this country. Uh, this conversation with my sister, whose skin is a different shade from mine, but who um, bleeds the same as I do. And more importantly, we are both covered in your blood, Jesus. That is what makes us one. And I pray for everybody listening. God, would you help us to have the hard conversations? But hard is, you know, it makes, it's possible by your spirit. And uncomfortable, um, often you call us to be uncomfortable, to step out of the boat because you want us to walk on water. And so I just pray for everybody that is listening right now. Would you show us what we can do to bring about your grace, your unity, your love in this generation? You are working, God, you are so clearly working and we want to join you in this work. And so would you show us who we can have a conversation with about this and what you want us to do? What action steps can we do to bring your glory that is so present in heaven here on earth? We love you and we want to be used for your purposes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, I lift up Mandisa to you now and I just thank you, God, for um, how you made her beautifully and wonderfully, every part of her, including the beautiful color mm -hmm. of her skin, mm -hmm. created intentionally and on purpose and, and perfectly by you. I, I, I just thank you for her, for the gift of her voice for such a time as this, uh, for everything about her life um, for such a time as this, that her yeah. heart is aligned with yours, that she is in love with you and in love with your word. And she is, mm. she is out there. She's doing it. She's, she's breathing and speaking and being a part of how you are working and moving and shaping. And I thank you for that. God, I pray your protection over her, over her tender heart. I pray that you would keep her from those comments that would seek to derail um, all of the, the goodness yes. that you want to bring through her voice. I pray that she wouldn't even need to see them, Lord, that you would just protect her eyes and her heart and guard her mind. God, gird her up um, to be strong and tender at the same time. I thank you that you've made her to be strong and tender at wow. the same time. And, um, and God, we, we pray together for the state, the condition of the world that we live in. Yes. And we know, God, that you are uh, working and moving. Let us not be afraid, but to yeah. be radically obedient to you and yes. to your Holy Spirit when you call us to move and act. Um, let us listen and, and yes. let us lean in and let us be humble. Let us be learners. Yes. 
um, as we lean in, God. Um, have your way. Bring healing. We pray yes. peace, your comfort, and your healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Trace. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. You are so precious. Thank you for sharing some time with me today. My pleasure. It really was my pleasure. Love you, lady. I love you too. I hope to see you soon. I really am dying to get to Baltimore. Maybe I need to see if my Titans play the Ravens sometime this next oh, year. That would be amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. I love you. <laughs> love you. Your Day Brighter is produced by Brighter Media Group, Tracy Tiernan, and John Lawhon. Editing by Julie Gilligan. Make sure you're subscribed, leave a review, and tell us what you think of the podcast. And make sure you share it with someone who needs encouragement today. Thanks so much for listening. And tell somebody your story today, or better yet, ask to hear their story. 